Hey kids, be sure to listen all the way through to the end for my weekly movie pick and review. Thanks for listening. What's up, kids? This is Jonathan Straighten for another episode of Tales from the Set with director Ron Bonk. And we're going to talk about High 8, which is the segment. Uh, he did the segment um, Gangnam Style. So, yeah, go ahead and say something, Ron. Hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, what's up with your voice today, Jonathan? <laughs> uh, that's just my little Wolfman Jack uh, <laughs> type. Oh, I thought maybe you were channeling a little bit of mongoose there. You been, oh hey, no, no, Jonathan Strayton. <laughs> no, not quite. Did you did you see that? Um, I watched one of the reviewers that you had tweeted about, and the guy said he's like, um, I don't know if anyone else caught it, but the guy sounds exactly like Bat- Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Was that the one where he said you were like, uh, oh, what the hell? My recording stopped. Hang on one second. Uh, was that the dude who said um, you were the uh, uh, best uh, actor in the... I forget if he said it was in the show. Yeah, the something like something. that, yeah. Right, I'm back up he, he was right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. What actor was better than you in that entire <laughs> uh, so um so yeah, now it's out on DVD. So what's next for you? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I shot, um, you know I shot Empire State of Dead which you're going to be in. Well, yeah. you or Wes Reed will be in it <laughs> at some point in the spring. Um, and I don't know. I'm probably just going to start working on scripting some of the YouTube series. You know, we've been shooting little stuff here and there, other podcasts. And the yeah. Gamer Show with Andrew McPeters, which is actually <laughs> <is> pretty funny. <laughs> I was playing him back, and uh, I was ripping on him pretty good here and there. So yeah. um, I wanted to record because I figured we'll be playing Call of Duty after Christmas here. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, record us uh, um, playing it, like getting on it for the first time. I, fig- I didn't know if you were playing or not. So, And then when you said on the Instagram, you're like, oh, I have to crack mine open early and stuff. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe we'd both get on at the same time and just record it even when we're getting like destroyed. Like, you know, bullets riddling our bodies and stuff like that. But um, uh, the, the gamer, I couldn't find quite the one I wanted. I think the one I wanted wasn't going to be in until like... December 31st or something. By then, I've been playing for a while and probably be stopped playing so I can get back to editing. But I want one that would, you know, I could just hook up to my TV because I want to play on the big screen. I don't want to play on the computer monitor. Yeah. And uh, so, I need to be able to take, you know, an external hard drive or an SD card or something, plus record the audio because I can record my audio separate like I do here, but I wanted to get yeah. your audio. And I couldn't find a portable one that would do that. That was at least in stock. Although, you know, some of the ones that are um, that are portable and they record the SD card, they won't uh, they won't record the audio. They only record the video. Um, and then, and I wanted to haul my whole computer downstairs to do it. So I probably won't won't be able to do it. I'll just get on and play with you and do something like that in the future. Or what I don't know, whatever. So that'd be cool. So you haven't played yours yet? No. I haven't oh, had damn. time. It's just been yeah. crazy busy. I'll probably crack it open on Christmas Day 
Nathan, I don't have Nathan, my son. Um, Christmas Eve, I get him on Christmas Day, so we do our Christmas Eve that night. But if we're just hanging around, not really doing anything special that day, then I'll probably crack it open, maybe get on at that point. And then Nathan and I will celebrate Christmas on the 26th. So. Oh, okay, cool. But no, no, I want to get on and scout the maps ahead of time, at least a little bit, so I can find yeah. the camp. <laughs> I don't want to run out there and get killed like 30 times right off the bat by everyone yeah. playing it. So, Did you see Michael post a video of him playing it? It looked pretty intense. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, I think he posted um, on Facebook. I don't know where else I would have seen it. Um, yeah, he was jumping around shooting. It looked like he was doing pretty good, but after a while he was cutting out his death, so I'm not sure how many times he died. But yeah, he was jumping up in the air like crazy on top of buildings and shit, and it was just uh, it was pretty insane. Hmm. That's the only thing he's good at. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, I saw yeah, you I, commented on his... Um, on his Facebook about just his hand being in the shot, and he made the comment about Trey, and he was like, "I was fighting with my girlfriend that night." Yeah, and and I like I take I stayed off it and stuff, but you know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, he was, he posted a thing about Fangoria. Yeah, and said it was the first time he was in Fangoria, and then he said at least my hand oh. was in there, and you said probably because you were some like you were probably off uh, pouting about Trey. Yeah, and he was like, I was a pound about Trey. I was pounding by my girlfriend. So, uh, and because you, you had tagged me in it, and so I came in and saw it. And I was like, I'm just gonna leave that alone. Because when he was Eye of Empire State of Dead, I made fun of him for that. And yeah. he was like, obviously, I wasn't upset over Trey. I was upset over my girlfriend. We're having a fight, and I was just like, Michael. <laughs> but then I was like, I am okay. I, I believe you. It just seemed way too convenient because he went like into shutdown mode as soon as he mentioned Trey auditioning for what was it? Um, was it science team? Science team, yeah. But after talking him i think it was really his girlfriend you know after what happened but um yeah i left it alone i think i did change my comment or well something. you made like four or five more comments <laughs> yeah well yeah I, yeah of course <laughs> i'm just like um yeah i mean one person already deleted me uh for being a bully so i just oh. can't help it people well, say bullying. dumb stuff Huh? Were you bullying someone in particular? And they it was my you? sister's friend. She just said something like, um, "I don't know if she deleted me or I." When she says stuff, I'll respond. But she basically said she'd been working a lot and she's finally going to be off on for the holidays. And I said, uh, "Hookers get off for the holidays." <laughs> <laughs> was this your sister or the girl? No, you? my sister's friend. <laughs> So I don't mess with Alexis on Facebook because she she won't stop. She's, she's a bully than, on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a bully. Her friend should have deleted her. <laughs> yeah, she will find pictures of me. She 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 does low blows, so I don't mess with her. <laughs> I used to get in wars with her until one point I said something like. Like, can't you ever take a joke? Because it wasn't even something, like, real harsh, and she came back like a nuke bomb. And after that, she made, like, a light joke after that. I don't think she ever commented on my stuff again. Yeah. Which is good. She was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is mean. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, hi, eight. So, where did, how how did you come up with the idea for um, your segment there? Uh, it was originally a, um, I just came up with this comedic idea I thought would make like a funny uh, Saturday Night Live sk- uh, skit. 
and I yeah. texted it to you, and and uh, it was about an action hero who was always in these scenarios that he couldn't win. You know, like picture like Liam Neeson in the gray and the plane crashes, and he, you know, he's just got a whole bunch of, like obese, you know, men with him, and he's trying yeah. to save him and stuff. I just thought it'd be like a f- funny SNL skit, and uh, I-, I don't think you responded to it much. But as I was um, working on my segment. And I, I didn't want to do it unless I had, like, a killer script. I did, like, two drafts with this gang. I, and I wanted to use that, that title, Gangnam Style, which um, I know we talked on past podcasts, but it was, like, a joke to you when you were looking for new titles for uh, the two plates when you had oh. Blood Presidents. <laughs> and I had said to you, call it Gangnam Style, because uh, Gangnam Style was such a big song at the time. So I wanted to yeah. use that title. I thought it was funny. And... Um, and it's just an in-joke to you, like no one else gets yeah. it, of course. And so, of course, they had like, have, like, gangs in it. So I had this idea of, like, this gang, you know, um, at the beginning of, like, a zombie apocalypse. And um, they're uh, 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 they're holding up, and one of the gang members, you know, has a crush on this girl who only has eyes for, like, the gang leader. And at the end, you know, he finally gets her. But when he uh, um, kisses her, I had the idea all along that the blood would be super... Um, uh, contagious, you know. Uh, so once they were killing zombies and stuff, and blood was flying around, they're getting it on each other and their eyes and their mouth, ears, whatever. They would uh, uh, turn into zombies pretty quick. So when he kissed her at the end, you know, she's turned into a zombie because she's gotten some blood. You know, I forget where it was at that point. So after doing two drafts of that, and it was, it was, I couldn't condense it down to eight minutes. It was just, I couldn't develop it enough. It was getting too long, and I wasn't loving it. It, was, it had kind of an Evil Dead vibe and stuff. I, I thought of that script and or that skit idea, and I was like, "Well, maybe I can, um, I, maybe I can incorporate that into the idea and, and, and change it." So that's what happened after that. It just uh, I, I wrote out that skit, and right away it had all the you know the references to different horror movies that I loved and the mongoose character you know from Escape from New York uh, homage, and so. It was pretty much there after that third draft. I think I might have added a few more lines and tweaked some stuff. I know I had to, <clears throat> I added in a zombie for Trey because Trey wanted to come out and just work on it. I didn't yeah. have a role for him. Originally, I had a role for him as one of the gang members, but when I rewrote, I just didn't have a role for him. So I wrote in that you know uh, first zombie kill with him, which is like everyone's favorite with the head stomp, and uh, um, and then the only other rewrite was on set when the one of the elderly uh, 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 characters, actors, didn't show up. They kept they kept dropping out, and I had to replace people and change people around. We got on set; and it was like a major mistake. I realized one of the roles, you know, through all the chaos and stuff, hadn't been cast. So uh, we threw Brett into that um, that final role as the special, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was great too because yeah, no, it just it came it together. <laughs> it was a yeah. good bonus. It was a good yeah. mistake in the end because it. Uh, 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 I had to write some. You know, I had to tweak his lines. I think his lines were basically the same, but we had to tweak them and stuff and offer an explanation to who he was and and uh, and then just let Brett play Brett. So, what did you like about? filming the uh gangham style you know because it was you were limited to what you could do you'd just come off doing hd and everything looking awesome and all that or not just coming off but doing like the color correction and making it look really cool and then you go to making something on an older format what did i like best about it though yeah, did you, what, what did you, what did you, is there anything you liked about it or was that like an obstacle to you, for you or? Uh, it wasn't necessarily an obstacle, but it kind of, um, uh, it kind of took me, 
aback a bit because I was I didn't want to shoot on a lower grade format. I, I think if you remember, I was going to try to even shoot it like HD and analog at the same time. Yeah. So I could do an HD cut because uh, wanted to make it into a full length feature, and I wanted like an HD cut uh, for like if we we're going to do like a fundraising campaign or something. And um, uh, but I knew that was just going to be too much of a headache to try to shoot both because I tried to do that on She Kills and it was just you know distracting. I knew there's a lot to shoot and we shot that in four days, and and so I was just like, all right, I'll just shoot on analog and make it as cool as possible. But I mean, I I don't really like doing shorts because I figure for all the effort and money invested and like I said, I think I got I was talking to Tim about this the other night, uh, Tim Ritter on my podcast and. Yeah. Um, the uh i was talking about how i had like over a grand into it you know and um four and eight minutes sure yeah i mean i couldn't make a feature for a grand unless you know it was just the right idea but at the same time as i could put a grand into a short and it's such a hard thing to get any kind of uh money back on but in the end i liked you know being able to shoot that really quick the schedule is a little more relaxed even though it was four days and it was intense and we were rolling we just you know we were really good like that last day we didn't have a lot to shoot we were able to do like pictures and stuff like that so you know and, and being that it was a shore i think it you know came closest to being what what i intended to be um you know from the script so so that was nice because you know once you get the feature length something goes long, wrong along the way and you know you don't get a scene the way you want it and suddenly it you know makes you feel like oh the whole movie's shit you know and <laughs> but with the short you know it was just two scenes and you know, not everything was perfect, but basically I got on, on, on screen what I wanted to the way I wanted it, you know. Yeah, what I thought was cool was um, we weren't, like, worried about, you know, with, like, the HD and, and trying to get everything perfect. We could kind of focus just on the story and have fun with it, mm-hmm. you know, where you're just kind of pointing and shooting with the camera. I mean, you set up your shots and you're and you know your basic lighting but um it was just kind of fun not to worry about all the technical side to to filmmaking yeah. you know yeah i mean i missed the instant replay stuff like that but it was nice to we didn't use any gels you know on the lights and she kills so oh yeah the coloring and um and post better for uh, um you know for that movie because you know the the way we're you know capturing it and and editing it and color grading and stuff, you know, you had said it'd be harder to match, you know, if you don't get the, the gels to look exactly the same in every shot. And so, but this one, you know, with the old analog, you set the white balance and it stays consistent. And, you know, so I was able to, to throw some colored gels on stuff and, and have a little fun with that and shoot it more like old school, which is another fun aspect of it, you know, because it reminded me of doing my early features, except I was, you know, way more organized, a better director, better crew around me, you know, instead of doing everything myself and, and, um, uh, whatever else. Uh, uh, but it was, uh, but it was still, you know, reminded me of those days, just, you know, having the older camera and, and the, the old light set up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Yeah, um, definitely. It was one of the funner sets. I mean, again, it was so short, it was hard not to, have fun but it went so smooth you know i don't think i had a production go that smooth i think the only hassle we had was the the the, the night with the it was not was a mardi gras something <laughs> we were celebrating something the one night remember and we were right near the oh bars. yeah we had the bar noise but it doesn't show up much on the soundtrack you know and uh 
Uh, but the one night when everyone at 2 o'clock just piled into the streets, we had to wait like an hour. And it wasn't even a big deal. We took like an hour. We sat and watched all these fools running around screaming <laughs> in the street. And, and uh, uh, then after that, it quieted down and we were good to go. So. Yeah, I remember the two girls and Michael went over there and he's like, excuse me, can you guys just keep it down? We're trying to make a movie. And they were like, fuck you, Did Michael say I remember um, Ann yeah, he... yelling at them and I was like, oh, God, Ann, just stop. You're going to make it worse. And it was like three yeah. girls, but eventually they did quiet down. I don't, you know, she was almost antagonizing, but she got them to, to. They stopped after a while. So, well, one of the things is, yeah, Michael had asked nicely, and they basically were like, "Fuck you" and all that. <laughs> and then he went down across the street to get a drink or something, and he noticed they left their lights on, and he chased after them a couple blocks, and oh, he was God. like, hey, excuse me, just want to let you know you left your lights on in your car. I was like, Michael, fuck them. Let their battery die. <laughs> yeah, Michael's so uh, sweet all the time. I know. He's like the good Samaritan. i win them that's over his, <laughs> with kindness. That's his, that's his superpower. He rescued a dog. He tried to. That was locked in a car. He was on the news. And Sonny, he didn't. He went and got jumper cables for Sonny. I don't wonder if he, he comes in and you know rescues cats from trees, but he can't. You know, save his relationship. <laughs> oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> no, no, just kidding, Michael. I, I, he didn't tell me about uh, him and his girl breaking up. I, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this uh, <laughs> until he's out of Emperor's State of Dead. I was shocked they had been together such a long time, but we'll leave yeah. that alone. I'm sure yeah. him and Trey will eventually find each other. <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Um, so what? Uh, so what's next for um, – uh, I don't know if you want to talk about <laughs> – I didn't know if you want to talk about it, your future plans for um, your involvement with your short uh, I'm just going to try to promote it. I haven't been promoting it as much as I normally would. I mean Brad was posting tons of stuff out there. And I, I just was super busy. I mean, I had to whip Empire State of Dead together in like two weeks, literally. Yeah. That's with tons of zombie extras and everything. And so, uh, um, and then I was just exhausted and had a sale going on. I had the Day of the Reaper Blu ray. And so, in the process of getting caught up, I haven't been promoting it as much. But we did the, I did the podcast with Tim, doing the podcast with you. And you're doing one your own, and I'm doing one my own. So I'm trying to spread some word that way and share it. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna do what I can to promote it and focus on editing Empire State of Dead. She kills. I'm still waiting on the music and the uh, uh, the stop motion for the final scene. The guy finally finished the tentacle. He just said he's been uh, really busy, but he's gonna try to have it, the shots to me. I think by early January, like January second. Yeah. Uh, Emmett actually called me tonight. He got a new system. This is old. Uh, system wasn't running the uh, the software. It was just being real laggy or something. And, and uh, uh, so he's got his new system in place. He's going to start sending me the tracks here soon. Um, so outputting Empire State of Death or outputting She Kills and and getting the final stuff in there and editing Empire State of Dead. I got two scenes pretty much polished. I want to send them to you. I just. Uh, there was something I wanted to do on them. I think maybe I wanted to sync in the sound first before I sent them to you. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but there was something I was going to do to them first before I sent them to you. And uh, uh, and then I'm just going to be cutting them over the winter and maybe doing the analog cut of She Kills. I'd like to do that and 
trying to shoot stuff uh, when I can for the channel. So cool. Um, I mean, also, do you have any plans to? I don't know if you wanted to talk about your plan to extend the you know character from Gangnam Style into a future project. I touched on that briefly, talking about the recording, you know, doing the HD and wanting to do an HD recording at the same time for the fundraiser. But um, the, uh, I mean, I haven't written out the script yet. I would love to do it. It, it, The the podcast with Tim, we actually talked about this a little bit. Oh, okay. You haven't gotten to listen to it? No, it's okay. I haven't. But but basically, no, I know I figured you hadn't because it just came out tonight and here we are recording. But um, the, what I said about it was though, it's gotten kind of big and epic. I mean, it was very big and epic from the start and I've, written out a whole bunch of like dialogue for it and individual uh, moments and scenes and stuff, but I haven't put it all into like a script format. But as I was looking at it, and this is what I was saying to Tim was a, as like, you know, normally with like you in the lead, um, I have like two weeks, probably best case scenario shooting with you. And then I'd have to have you come back for weekends. And I'm like, I, like, I don't know how I'm going to shoot this thing in two weeks. Yeah. Kind of having you come back for weekends and it's not like I would have like a budget in place to be like, you know, quit your job, Jonathan. We're yeah. just gonna make uh, the Gangnam style feature, which we'd call it something else, but uh and then you'll be set for life. No, I mean it's gonna be like you have to go back to your job. So so I'm like still trying to figure out that whole scenario and I don't know if it's something I'll be able to do right away. I would love to yeah. have that be my next project, but you know, maybe if something with she kills, I can get some, you know, decent money raised, and maybe it might take a couple more features. You know, the uh, before that, before I'm at a point where I can say, okay, because I was saying, Tim, I'd love to have like three months to shoot it. That'd be awesome. But I mean, even yeah. if I had like, you know, a month solid to shoot it, you know, that would be uh, that would probably be good. You know, and it's crazy to think working as low budget and 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 as fast as we do that it'd be like oh yeah i need a month to shoot a feature but it's just supposed to be this you know epic zombie action movie that you know yeah i can't shoot it like she kills where if i get a mistake i'd be like oh yeah well that actually works because it's supposed to be you know uh exploitation grindhouse flick so i'll put that in you know it's got to be it's got to be right you know yeah and for those of you don't know he's talking about making gangnam style into a feature film um just to clarify <clears throat> um yeah man i mean whatever you need or whatever we can try and work out to do it eventually i want to obviously make it as good as it can be so yeah we'll see i think it'll be a lot of fun um yeah but what we'll, you know we'll see we'll make it work yeah, i mean we'll cross we'll that bridge still. obviously when we get to it so but it's just uh, something thinking ahead, like you know, I can't shoot that one like I've shot some of the other stuff in the past. It just uh, yeah, I mean, you you know, probably need a huge big crew, but you know, hopefully one of the other projects will help fund that one because that one uh, was definitely one I'd love to to make and see. Yeah, I usually like to work, you know, super low budget. I'm not talking about raising you know, yeah, millions of dollars for the movie anyways and but i mean yeah. it'd be one where i'd want like my first serious budget for and and a real crew around me um uh, you know as as uh and the other podcast i did i was showing the behind the scenes footage from very state of dead and you pretty much just you know the crew is me and emmett and my nephew running the camera you know because he wants to go into film school and, and some days i had like three or four more crew people but the majority of it you know was me myself and emmett 
you know, shooting this thing, me as the camera guy, director, him as the sound guy, and that was the crew, you know, and I, I, I couldn't pull that off on uh, uh, on Gangnam Style and feature because it would. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. I remember on Nos the first couple weeks had this giant crew had the you know a makeup trailer there. Uh, one of the actresses had a trailer there. We had the whole motel. Mm-hmm caterers i mean it was huge and i remember by the end of it three years later i'm doing like it was actually two years later i was doing a reshoot and i literally was building the set in my living room myself and i was holding the uh the boom like on a mic stand and shooting like i had zero help (laughs) doing all that that's how they all start you got people and people drop off you know, especially if you're not paying them, which we're not, you know, in a lot of these productions, they, they, some, some people come those first few days and then they're like, fuck this, you know, and then some <laughs> people come and they're like into it, but they got to get back to their lives and, you know, they can't afford to keep doing it. And so usually it's the pickup shots, you know, at the end that you're doing by yourself and you're like, you know, all depressed because you're all by yourself shooting some yeah. insert or something, but you yeah. had to, you had still like major scenes to shoot. So, yeah. you know. And the best part is, is I got all this paneling that looked like it, you know, it went in a trailer. It was all this wood paneling. And at the time, you know, I was trying to save money as much as possible. I took the, I took all the paneling back to Lowe's (laughs) and returned it and got my like 80 bucks back. Were they like, what the? I said this didn't work. This didn't fit my trailer. They, they must get contractors who buy extra stuff. And- yeah, they. I asked. I was like, before I buy this shitty paneling, can I return it? <laughs> and you know what's the worst thing is, um, I had my daughter with me, and I think she was two at the time. And you know, Bree was working, so she's like. Uh, no, why don't you leave Brooklyn or see if your mom can watch her? I'm like, look, I'm going to have times. I'm going to have to juggle multiple jobs. I'm sure I can take the paneling back, this eight by four giant piece of panels I had tied to my car. I'll just put my iPad in the car so she can watch it while I'm loading and whatever. So we got to Lowe's, and when I opened the door to get her out, my iPad fell and broke (laughs) on the floor. I was like, oh, I should have, yeah. I was like, I should have got a babysitter. <laughs> I didn't even have the iPad. It was brand new. I'd opened it that day. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I thought you had an iPad prior. Would you no, another one? That, yeah, I got another one. I went and they said, you know, we can give you a refurbished one. So I was like, went to the Mac store. <laughs> I was like, yeah, great. I was like, I thought they'd give me like a huge discount. My two-year-old broke it. I just opened it. <laughs> you know, like at the grocery store, if you spill milk at the, while you're still at the store, if you paid for it or something, they're like, yeah, just go get another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're uh, yeah, I, but, uh, um, I mean, I've had to do stuff like that where, like on the last set, I got this heater and um, because it was so cold in the building and Empire State of Dead, so I bought this yeah, heater for the last few days. But as soon as we were done, I ran it back to the store, and I was like, you know, it kept shutting off before, because <laughs> <laughs> they had these little propane tanks on it, you know, and they took it back, no, no questions asked. So, you know, because I was gonna rent like a, you know, a generator for like two hundred bucks, and then I was looking around, I was like, I could get this, you know, propane one for like seventy five bucks, and then I didn't even thought at that point about returning it. But then once I got it on set and I was used, I was like, you know, I could probably return it. <laughs> I was I. Re- Returned some stuff to Amazon, but it was stuff we hadn't used. 
And I even, uh, I think I won the things, you know, basically, you know, I fessed up and said, like, you know, I didn't say it was defective. I said, you know, I couldn't use it and I paid the shipping back and stuff like that. But, yeah, definitely in past sets I've had to do that for <laughs> like every single penny. You know, I did, heating the heating the building wasn't in the cards when I figured the budget. You know? <laughs> and that budget was ballooned out of control. It was like $4,000. I'm not even done with it, you know, oh, for the yeah. wraparound stuff. So. Damn. Um. Well, yeah, it looks like we're running out of time here. But real quick, since because uh, this will air Monday, uh, so this will be the last episode of uh, 2014. What was it? What would say your is your favorite movie of 2014? Oh, um, I would say it's probably a tie, and I go for like pure enjoyment. Um, actually, maybe my favorite movie though might be Nightcrawler. And that, oh, that, I was going to say like Godzilla Guardians of the Galaxy, but then Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler was an awesome flick. I really dug it. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's cool. But you put me on the spot. There's probably something else I'm not thinking of. But. Yeah, I was just curious because I'll do like a usually a movie pick after my uh, podcast. So I was curious what yours was. I thought I would thought you would have said Godzilla, but. Yeah, they were, yeah. I mean, for pure, just brainless enjoyment, you know, Godzilla and Guardians of the Galaxy were both pretty awesome, uh, and I enjoyed them both, uh, but um, but if I was going for something, you know, uh, that I really thought was, like, the critically the best movie I saw, it was probably Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. something I watched recently, though, I really liked. I can't remember what it was. Did you ever see Tusk? No, we went to see, we Maggie and I were going to go see it the second week it was playing, I was waiting yeah. for it to come out on Thursday evening. They had gotten rid of all the times for it. They had like one four p.m. time for it by the second week. So, and I saw it just came in on demand. I'm going to try to get some movies uh, up um, over a vacation here and catch up on some stuff. And I that's one of the ones potentially on my list. Did you? Yeah, see it? yeah, I saw it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. I just wish I didn't know. I guess so much about it you know that kind of took away from it because i kind of knew what it was about from listening to kevin smith's podcast yeah. and just following him and him talking about it so um yeah i just wish i hadn't known because i kind of i knew everything that was going to happen you know he pretty much stuck to what how you scripted it out you know how he was planning it out yeah so but it was it was good i thought it was pretty good um, I thought uh, Red State was better, but uh, um, Tuss was it definitely was good. It definitely sticks with you, and that's what I liked about it. Cool. So, but all right, so that's that's the end of for the tales from the set. I'm John Straten, and thank you, Ron Bonk, for being on the podcast. Thank you. Peace. Yo, 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 this is my movie pick, and it is Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher, starring Ben Affleck. Um, I love David Fincher. Um, not all of his films. I liked Seven, of course, and Fight Club. I thought those were great flicks. I like The Social Network. Some of the other ones, you know, I didn't care for as much. 
Um, but Fight Club is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Um, <clears throat> I like his style a lot. I remember when I was... I was 14. I went to the theaters. Uh, I was living in Middlesex. We had to drive the county over to Gloucester where they had the small movie theater and only showed two movies. And at the time, they were showing Seven and Mortal Kombat. And I went with my mother and her boyfriend at the time. And... I wanted to see Mortal Kombat, and they wanted to see Seven. So they went and saw Seven, and I saw Mortal Kombat, and of course I thought Mortal Kombat was awesome at the time. Um, uh, so anyway, the movie started before Seven did, got out before it, so I was waiting a good five, ten minutes um, uh, outside the theater waiting for my parents to come out of Seven. <clears throat> and this was kind of the first time it really hit me that the power of film can have on somebody and because i sat there the doors opened and as the uh, you know everyone walked out of from the the movie of seven their faces were just in like disgust and they looked sad or depressed and it was just i was like wow i was like what what did they just see? I mean, it's a movie. How bad can it be? You know, I remember my mom saying it was just really disturbing, but it was just really cool just to know that that's a movie and to see the effect that David Fincher had on that audience and me just seeing that, you know, 14 watching them walk out and look the way they did. I was just like, wow, I want to have that effect on people, whether it be, you know, they're scared or, or sad or, happy um so anyway gone girl been waiting to see it for a while didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters um i had recently done my top 10 films of 2014 on my blog uh at johnthestreet.com and i didn't include gone girl because i hadn't seen it yet so i might have to revise that because that definitely needs to go on there great great movie um, a lot of people don't like Ben Affleck, but I like him. I think he's a good actor. I like him. He just he's interesting to watch, and he's phenomenal in this movie. Um, he and the movie takes you through so much. At first, you're like, oh god, this guy's an asshole for um, you know. Well, let me tell you what it's about. Basically, his wife winds up missing, and um, the, he, he calls the cops. He thinks it was a home invasion. She was taken. And um, the cops start investigating. And the more they investigate, he starts to look, you know, like the prime suspect. And uh, because he doesn't show any real remorse or, you know, anything like that. And that's exactly what David Fincher wants you to think the first half. So this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and, you know, flip this off. But... Well, you know what? I'm, I'm suggesting this movie for you to watch, so let me not completely give it away, but I'll just say this. David Fincher takes you through a number of emotions. At first, you know, you're angry. You want to know, you know, questions. And the first half is exactly what the trailer makes it out to be. And then it takes a complete turn during the second half, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're just... 
You know, it's just such a mix of emotions. It's amazing to go from one aspect of thinking, and at the end, you're like, what the fuck just happened? So, uh, really good. Really good uh, twists, and just the way that um, he just takes you through this kind of roller coaster of emotions in this film, and it's really good. And uh, the acting, the shots, and the editing, everything is really cool. He does, he does some really cool shots just on a tripod, just simple shots, simple wide establishing shots that just establish so much. You know, um, a lot of directors now and stuff and cinematographers, they get all fancy with the cameras and whatnot. But I think David Fincher, he, he can do that too. But I think he also comes from the old school where he lets the uh, the character the the subject, you know, um, kind of entertain the frame or with what's in the frame, let that kind of tell the story instead of moving the camera and getting all fancy with it. And he does that a lot in this. It's really good. It's worth checking out. It's actually really funny too. It's, it's, um, it's got some really funny parts in it. So, but that's my movie pick. The last one of 2014. So, and this is the last podcast before, 2015 so it's been a great year and i look forward to next year thanks for listening so far and i hope to bring you a lot more content next year all right that's it peace